Welcome back, everybody, to the People Who Talk to Themselves podcast, where we go behind the scenes with content creators, streamers, and people who make things for the internet, talk about the real-life stuff, the behind-the-scenes emotional, mental stuff that goes on when it comes to being a content creator. I'm your host, Casey Screams Back. Today, we get the incredible privilege to talk with Ashney Christ, who is certainly a major reason why this podcast exists. She's a huge inspiration to me as well as I'm sure a lot of you. A little bit of news before we get started. I've actually started streaming on the Heart Support channel, so my channel is still alive. It still exists, but I'm going to be streaming regularly at twitch.tv slash heart support. That also goes for anything that Heart Support does on Twitch is all going to be on the same channel rather than separate channels. So if you're wondering why I haven't streamed in a while, I actually have streamed in a while. It's just over there. Okay, I think that's I think that's it. Let's get into the interview. Welcome back, everybody, to the People Who Talk to Themselves podcast, where we go behind the scenes with content creators, streamers, YouTubers, and talk about the real life stuff that goes on when you're, you know, making stuff for the internet and what that's like being essentially a crazy person talking to yourself in your room all day. Today, we have the wonderful Ashney Christ. If you guys don't know her, I don't understand how you have streamed without knowing her. She is one of the, I think, one of the most respected voices for um, just the business of streaming. And I think you'd just to be, you'd be hard to find somebody who's good at streaming who hasn't taken some advice um, from Ashney at one point or another. And... Um, runs uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever and um, also has a, a stream coaching program and YouTube series and all this stuff. And it's just, I, I think one of my favorite people on the internet, honestly, and I'm insanely, I know I say this every time, but I am, I am legitimately so excited to, um, to talk to Ashney. So Ashney, how are you doing? Casey, that's a lot to live up to. <laughs> well, Listen, I want you to set the bar really, really, really high. Like, I mean, she's just going to blow your mind. It's insane. What's going to happen? Okay. You're just you going to fall on the ground after this podcast <laughs> and just question all of it. Life. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Being alive. That's actually what I used to do at the end of every stream. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I've only said this like once publicly, but at the end of every stream, I, I just lay on the ground. <laughs> Because it's so exhausting. Yeah. So I'll just be like, catch me on my floor for 45 minutes. Like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm just be flooring for a while. I'll just be flooring. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know you, I know I, I gave you a little intro, but like, you know, I, I would love to hear like just who you are, what you do and and kind of what you're into these days. Yeah, so my name is Ashney Christ. I make I stuff for the internet. Yes, and I use the <laughs> computer machines. <laughs> <laughs> I view oh, pixels God. during the day. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through this if you okay, keep me up. laugh like that because right. I'll start like Professional, shut up, everybody. <laughs> Pipe <Okay>. down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> to remember i have a youtube channel i've got the podcast um i haven't streamed on twitch in a few months but there is a reason for that um all of my stuff that i make was to help streamers um because back in the day whenever i first started streaming this was like 2013 i had like 20 viewers for four years 
And even building up to that number was, it took for freaking ever. And I was like, why is it that other people are starting after me going so much further? What's wrong with me? Like I internalized a lot of that lack of growth to be something is wrong with me. If I was better, if I was more interesting, if I was more attractive, if I was whatever, then I would finally be someone that was worthy of having viewers. Um, And so I viewed viewership kind of like, what we were talking about before this episode, which was um, I, I really put people on pedestal that had a ton of viewers and I viewed them as like, oh, it's because they're attractive. It's because she's a girl. It's because he's really funny and he's really good at the game. And that's if I was only one of those things, mm. then I would have the same level of success, but I'm not. And yeah. so I had like a really small community for a while I played Dota 2 for like three years straight on my stream. And I was a a big, like, just really into that community. I ended up having a a decent following, uh, but never really getting above like 20 or 25 average viewers. But I had a community that was very financially supportive. And so I was able to go full time with streaming in 2015, even though I still hadn't broken above that average, I was nowhere close to getting partnered. And I did not know nearly like, I did not know anything basically about business, building a, a brand, like any of the things that I know now. And so while I was full time, I was streaming like twice a day for three hours because I thought that's what I had to do. And this was like six days a week. And I still felt burned out all the time. I still felt like, what the heck is missing? Something is missing. There's a reason that even though I'm full time, I'm still not getting more viewers. Even though I basically have a blank check to my name, I still am not getting viewers. Like, what the heck is it? Because apparently it's not time that makes a really great stream. It's not um, financial, like, success that makes a really great stream. Like, what is it that people are drawn to? Yeah. And so I brought all of that up to the the main financial supporter on my channel. And they were like, there will be a lot of people who make it on Twitch, but it's never going to be you. And then they pulled their financial support. And I was like, what? what? So I didn't get a job. I just moved to this new city. Um, I had been away from my family for the very first time. And so I was kind of thrown into this like very chaotic position. Um, I went through a, a period of depression because I had just lost my dream. Like my dream was to be a full-time streamer, sure. play video games for with my friends and just like kind of hang out and live that dream life. Right. Because that's it to my knowledge, to the scope of the knowledge that I had at the time, that's what everybody else was doing too. They were just playing video games and then that was it. Yeah. And So I I had to go out and get a job. Um, And eventually I just like, I got sick of feeling sick and tired. I do a lot of things out of like being frustrated with myself and wanting better for myself. And so I kind of force myself to to start doing things that will turn me into being the person that I want to be. So I went to the gym one day and I discovered a podcast called Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. Uh And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like this is everything that I have been missing. How is it that none of this information is available for streamers? Because it was 2015 at the time. There wasn't like Streamer Square. There wasn't Harris Heller. There wasn't Stream Coach. There was not a single resource for any of that stuff. And so I stopped streaming for, I want to say like a year or so. And I just started learning and consuming as much information about all the stuff that I was learning that I possibly could with things like audience development and branding and building 
businesses and how to create value because I'd never even heard of that concept before. And so I spent a ton of time just learning as much as possible about it. Um, That's whenever I started the Stream Coach podcast was 2015. I'd never, I I didn't take it seriously until like, uh, I want to say a year and a half ago, but it was kind of just an experiment to see if the idea was something that I enjoyed. Um, And it was just a very like baby version of what I do, do now, because now the, the idea of the brand and the business that I wanted to build has evolved so much that it's become something that is like completely different from what I was really expecting it to be um, in the very beginning. But so I took a bunch of time off. At some point, I started making YouTube videos. Um, I got recognized by a couple of Twitch partners, and I had not been partnered at that point. So I was like, oh, so cool. A partner is talking to me. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's like, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and so that got my channel a little bit more attention. I came back to stream in May 2018. I hit 100 subscribers in four days, 1,000 subscribers in four months. I got partnered on Twitch in two months. Uh, and then I launched an ebook in March of 2019. So that's been out for like a year and three or four months. Um, that's done almost $40,000 in sales with just the book. Um, I've built this coaching business at this point and I'm building, I'm working on like a, a 2.0 version of my Ooh, program now, nice. um, which is going to be quite a bit different from what it is now. But my six week boot camp is essentially what I wanted whenever I was a small streamer and I was struggling so much. And I was like, why isn't there something that guides streamers? Like we've got, um, what's that? We've got creator camp, right? But like, why isn't there something that has a bit more of a, of a touch base between streamers who know what they're doing and people who don't so that they can get a little bit of clarity and direction. And why isn't there like a system, like a process that I can go through to learn all the things that I need to learn to be best equipped to grow my brand? Because at the time it felt like so many people were keeping all the information for themselves and they weren't really sharing it. And I didn't like that. I didn't like feeling like the top streamers had this knowledge, this like secret key that I didn't have access to because I wasn't friends with them and I wasn't like in within the the systems that they were in in order to see the growth that they could they that they were able to grow for themselves. Yeah. Um so that's kind of like what I wanted to build. So my big thing now that I'm focusing on is stream coach and taking it to the next level, even above where it's at now. Um, I want it to be something that not only helps streamers grow their viewership and figure out how to to brand themselves and how to stand out and how to be a little bit different from everybody else, but I also want it to help people with monetization. So something that I really, really think is problematic in the streaming industry is how just like fickle and um, it's completely there's no stability there's no stability unless you have just hundreds of viewers or thousands of viewers and even some of those people are just dead straight broke then you're struggling basically trying to juggle your full-time job with this idea of like oh someday i hope i get enough viewers to my stream which will equate to enough subs for me which will equate to me having the income that i need to have to leave my job so i can focus more on content because that's where i want to be because that's my dream life and what i want to do is empower people to make the choices that are going to lead them to that dream life without having to feel like they have to wait for hundreds or thousands of viewers to get there 
So that's what Stream Coach is kind of developing into. Um, And that's my big passion is helping people realize like you don't need hundreds of thousands of people watching you, not even close to have financial stability, to have emotional stability, to feel proud of what you're creating, to feel like you're making an impact on people's lives. You don't need to have scale in order to have impact. Yeah. Sorry, that was like a lot. I just <laughs> no, that's great. That, that's uh, man. That, that's, there's so much there that um, that I'd love to touch on. Um, first of all, I, I've, I mean, obviously, it, it it was a good idea to um, to to make something that you didn't see that existed, right? Like, I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of things are um, birthed out of. You know, a lot of ideas come from just being like, hey shouldn't this exist? Like, isn't, why, (laughs) why isn't anybody doing something about this? You know? And and that's cool to be, to be someone who looks at that problem and says, well, I mean, I could do that, you know? And because like, man, that's, uh, it's so cool. Cause it's, it's a mix of creativity and helping people and also like mixing that in with, you know, I mean, honestly kind of doing something for yourself too, you know, like it's, it's finding a niche, it's finding a, a way that you can serve others and build your brand as well. And so it's, it's a really, really smart way to go, I think. And I mean, like I said, I know it's been really helpful for a lot of people and, and especially, uh, us at, as at heart support. And we have discussions a lot about, you know, YouTube videos that come out and we're like, man, you see what Ashley was saying about this? Like, we should definitely try that, you know? And so it's just, it's just really cool to, um, see the way that you're, you're encouraging people. And, um, okay. So I, I want to, there, there's like a hundred things we can talk about, but one thing that I thought was really interesting that you just mentioned was that people don't need to have a bunch of viewers in order to feel like they are, um, stable and, and be financially good, be emotionally good and stuff. I, I feel like a lot of the time, um, when it comes to just people, you know, we feel like the more popular that we are or the more, um, friends that we have, like the better or more important that we are. Um, what do you think about that concept? And let, like, how does that, and how does that relate to like your feelings about yourself and, and your life and content creation? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge myth. <laughs> I think it's, it's a totally easy trap to fall into whenever you're working inside of an industry that is so heavy on metrics being a determinant of success. Mm. So we kind of like categorize people based on their viewership numbers, how many followers they have, which is like less of a, of a big deal than the viewership on Twitch. But we also, we look at these people thinking that because someone has this massive scale, they have so much more impact than I could ever have. And so why try? Sure. Right. And so we, we tend to kind of like doubt ourselves. Oh, I only have 10 people watching. I only have 15 people watching. And suddenly that makes the impact that I have on those 10 or 15 lives mean less when in reality, it's, it's the complete opposite. Like I've seen people with less than a thousand subscribers on YouTube that have massive, massive impact on the people that are there. One of my good friends um, has a YouTube channel that just hit, I want to say it was like 2000 subscribers, but the guy has like 300 comments on every single video. And they're not just, oh, good video. They're like paragraph comments Man, that's because crazy. of how connected people feel to him. Yeah. 
And that's the thing is like, we assume that because someone has this massive scale, that it equates to them having influence over the people in our lives. And I think ultimately, that's what a lot of of content creators want is we want to feel like we have influence over the people who are uh, around us, like they'll consider what Uh, our opinions are on things or the things that we want to promote or the ideas that we have. What we really want is we want our opinion to matter because we want to matter to other people. Mm. And so we think that large numbers equals influence, which isn't necessarily the case. You can even look at like celebrities. Celebrities have tons of people watching them, but they don't necessarily have influence. Just because you have a lot of fans doesn't mean that those fans are going to take like relationship advice from you for example example. Sure. So I, I think it's, it's great to be very aware of what your real goal is and what comes along with that goal and what the requirements are to get there. Because just having viewers doesn't necessarily mean that you're influencing or that you're creating impact. Yeah. Um, because the, the thing that you want to pay attention to is whether or not people are actually listening to what you have to say, whether it's thousands of them or hundreds of them. Um, you can have a really tight knit, like a hundred people who are in your space, which is probably going to be like 15 viewers or so. And you can do everything. You can achieve everything with that. And there are a lot of benefits to that, that you wouldn't get if you were, you know, if you had 20,000 or or 30,000 viewers, for example, Hmm. um, it's not emotionally easy to be a person who is very highly successful like that, where every single like period ellipses can be argued. And when everyone has those opinions on you, it's, it's a lot to have to deal with. So in my life, I guess something that I, I try to remain aware of is that growth shouldn't be growth for perpetuity, Hmm. right? Like it should be something that we do to a a certain point in our lives and we should know where that point is um, and how that looks versus just growing and growing and growing. Because I don't think that most people can actually handle the massive scale that they think that they can. (laughs) It is very, very difficult. It's really like, it's so taxing to have everyone have an opinion on you to have, I mean, even down to haters. Like if you talk about, um, having people who just don't believe in the things that we do, that changes dramatically the more popular and the more known you get someone who has haters whenever they're a relatively small or like unknown creator, that's the, the haters that you're going to see are typically trolls, right? But then the hate kind of evolves as you get a little bit more known than you get better haters, better haters, better haters. Yeah. People have <laughs> stepped up their game to the, <laughs> yes, the point where they're yes. just like, I've studied everything about you. Yes, this is why it's you crazy. Suck. <laughs> or <laughs> like, it's dude. even like, it's even like other people that you you think that the work that they're doing too is really good yet they completely dislike you and what you stand for because it goes against something that they stand for too. And so it's like, you don't have that barrier anymore of, Oh, it's just a troll, whatever. Like they're just there to hurt anybody. However they can, it's really low effort. They're just a jerk. It's no, this person actually kind of has a good point. We just completely disagree. And sometimes handling that emotionally um, can be really difficult. Like knowing that there are people out there who are just 
going to hate you because of who you are and what you stand for that will never give you um, a a like human being uh, association like they don't see you as someone who makes mistakes they view everything as a result of the character that you have sure um and that's that's really difficult yeah i mean because when you have so many people that are that are watching you or consuming your content on a, on a regular basis it's like man the the likelihood that somebody's going to find something that is offensive to them like it just it just goes up you know and you're you're a human being you know you're going to you're yeah. going to make de- decisions make mistakes like that that not everyone's going to like and i think where it gets really rough is when you're at that point um where there are more than a couple people pointing things out about you that they feel like you suck for or whatever, then you start to believe it. And you start to be like, man, I just can't do anything right. You know? Yes. And then, and then it's like imposter syndrome and you get jaded. And those are two things that can absolutely kill your career. Even if you have a bunch of momentum and you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I got this. Like I see my next level. I see my level after that. I'm ready to keep going. But then you say something and somebody else is like, nah, I hate this. I disagree with this. Or this behavior is a reflection of your character. And so I'm going to block you. And then you're like, am I actually bad? Yeah. Am I actually like evil? Wait. Like they say, am I actually a wrong person? Are they right? And so you start to think like, maybe I've tricked everybody. Maybe I've like, <laughs> maybe I've, I've lied about everything that I am and everything that I do. And you kind of, yeah, you can get really jaded. You start to feel like, well, who can I actually trust? Oh, Who's going to tear me down? Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of the people that tear you down were your friends at one point. Like it's, it's so easy to get jaded because you've been burned by someone. Um, and then it's really easy to have imposter syndrome. If you listen too closely with the things that people are to the things that people are saying, Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) So let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second is, is this idea of imposter syndrome? Cause I feel like that's so common. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that you can have trouble with regardless of whether you're, um, whether you're successful or not, you know, wherever you're at, if you feel like I don't deserve yeah. that, or I'm tricking everyone then, or, or like, you know, I shouldn't be here then man, like nothing is relaxing. It's never, it's never fun. It's never a good time because you're always second guessing yeah. everything. What's your experience with imposter syndrome like with you? Cause I know you've worked with a lot of people who've done that, but like, what's it like for you? Oh, I have it super hard. I have it super hard. Um, it's, it sucks. I still don't view myself as somebody who a lot of people pay attention to. Um, I don't view my, opinions and perspectives to be as uh as pervasive like even whenever you say stuff like oh uh, over at heart support we'll watch your videos and we're like oh we should try that i'm like yeah right they don't i mean it's like i believe you and i know that what you're saying is true and i know that like you all do that but at the same time I don't think that our brains are meant to process (laughs) us having impact on tons of other people. Like we still have these monkey brains from little villages that we used to, that we kind of like evolved within. And yeah, it's, it's really hard to believe whenever people say like you're a role model or they say that you're, you're someone that they, they view as just being as helpful as they think that you are. Cause I say things all the time 
that other people find to be really insightful. Um, but I, I don't view it as that because I've, I've said that thing so many times, or I've been at that level so many times with other people that it doesn't feel insightful anymore. And I'm actually like five or, or 10 steps ahead of the thing that I'm talking about. And so it's really weird to hear that this thing that's like so internalized within me can be so insightful to other people. It's almost like it's just a a natural thing. So Mm. it's very, um, it's very bizarre to feel. And it also is, uh, it can be really crippling sometimes. I often feel like, I don't know, I hate the feeling of like, I'm just faking things, especially with the stream coach stuff. Because yeah. that is very much a an entire market that is developing that I am, like, whether I have to do this or not, I, I'm putting the responsibility of that even existing on my own back. And I feel like I have to justify it to every single person. Hmm. And even though a lot of the people that I've worked with and my students say, like, oh, we love the program or I love the one-on-one coaching, you've really helped me, I still am like, but is that going to prove it to everybody else who doesn't believe in it? Sure. You know, is that enough? And I feel like it's never there. I don't think there's anything that I can do that will ever make people believe that stream coaching should exist and that it really truly is helpful. And so it's almost like, am I this, this jerk who's taking advantage of people? Are people just like, do they see something that I don't see? Do they true? I truly believe in my stuff. I really think that's helpful. And I hear from everybody that's helpful, but maybe I've just tricked everyone because they like me, (laughs) you know, like that's really debilitating when you're trying to build a business and you're trying to have an impact and you're trying to keep helping all of these other people. It can be really difficult to have that voice inside of your head, whenever you are actively fighting against what everybody else is saying every single day of your life. Yeah, man, that is such good insight on that. Um, I, I, I feel like some of that is based, at least from my experience is a lot of that's based on a fear of like, uh, it's almost like the way I look at it is like this. If we are, wanting to be a certain way, right? Like you're wanting to be somebody who helps people with streaming, right? With, with that, but you're afraid that maybe you won't like, because you really want to help somebody, but maybe there's a chance that you'll do something and it won't help. Right. You'll, you'll, you'll tell them, Hey, I'm going to help you with your stream. They put in all the work. Everything's the way it should be. And it doesn't work out. That's a real fear. Right. And so, and then it's like, at that point, it's like, well, stream coaching shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. And then you throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Yes. Because you're just like, man. But but the thing is, like, you're so afraid of that, that you assume, and this happens to me, I'm not saying this is exactly what you're doing, but what happens totally. to me is like, I'll be so afraid of something that I'll assume that that's what's actually happening. And I'm trying to prove that it's not. It's like, yeah. you have to mm-hmm. prove yourself to everyone that like, hey, I'm not ripping you off. And it's like, well, I mean, up in Canada, if we're not really ripping somebody off, we don't make a point of saying we're not ripping somebody off, eh? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, um, but, but it's like based on that fear. And what I think is interesting about that is we tend not to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt is 
you are so afraid of that. You're so afraid that maybe you're ripping everybody off and you feel like you're just this imposter and that you're scamming everybody and you don't care about them. But the reason you're scared is because you care. (laughs) The reason is because you really do want to help everybody. That's like a whole new flavor of, of like just being bad to yourself. You know what I mean? And I do it too. Everybody does it. (sighs) Ah. Yeah, it sucks. It's it makes no logical sense. Like how our brains come to all of these conclusions. It's I hate that we listen to other people's opinions and perspectives and that we're like as humans we focus so much more on the negative than we negative the <laughs> than negative. the positive. <laughs> we focus so much more on the things that ultimately don't matter because they're not helping us serve people better. Sure. And we give so much like attention and time of day and mental space to those things versus just focus on the people who are being helped, who are saying that it's good. Like if you want to learn how to improve it, don't talk to somebody who's never done it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't take business advice of how to to build my program up from somebody who has literally never built a business. And almost all of the people who are saying like, oh, this shouldn't exist. Like they've never coached anybody. They've never (laughs) they've never built a business. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it actually takes. Like, why do I listen to them? Logically, I know it's stupid. Emotionally, I'm like, please like me. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, oh, please, please think I'm good enough. You know, I I I wonder if part of that is because, you know, it's like, if you're trying to prove yourself, if you can prove yourself to the haters, then you're super legit. Right. Yeah. Like you think about that. But the thing is like, why is somebody a hater? Is it because they truly have gotten to know you and they know all of your like experiences and they know all of your intentions and they've truly thought about this. You know, they've like went up in the mountains and like prayed about this and seeked wisdom for years (laughs) and they come back and they go, listen, I'm saying this with your very best intentions in mind, considering everything you suck at this and you're ugly and it's never going to (laughs) work. <laughs> Man, the ugly, huh? The, just the cherry on top. But it's like we assume somebody has our best interest in mind when they say something that's critical, and that's usually not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like we start to be like, okay, well, we got to prove ourselves to them. But the thing is, when you when you're proving yourself to somebody, they would actually have to look at all the junk that you are presenting to prove yourself. And a hater that's gonna hate you for that reason is never gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like we give so much attention to just people that want to destroy is what it is that people wanted. Like they don't want to see you succeed because your success makes them question the way that they see the world. And that's Mm. especially true if you ever tried to do anything different, anything that's truly unique, which is more of what the world needs. Like we need innovators. We need people who are brave enough to say, you know what? I don't like the way that we've always done it. I'm going to change it. Like I personally, I don't like that streamers don't take more responsibility over their monetization. I don't like that they rely on platforms. So like, I want to change it, but that, that idea doesn't sit right with a lot of people. They don't think that we should build programs. They don't think Mm -hmm. we should have courses. They don't think we should have eBooks. They don't think that we should build products. They think that we should rely on gaming companies and continue doing what we've always done whenever it comes to the, the financial side of our businesses. But the way that we've always done it has always been fickle and unstable. Well, yeah. 
I and mean, so like, I, I, I assume that this is something you run into all the time. Just the little bit. I've talked to people who have like tried to go full time or are going full time streaming, like, and just haven't like it, it's, it's always, it's always, man, I can just barely go full time, live in the dream, but holy crap, yeah. I'm freaking scared because yes. it's like, I hope I get enough subs this month, you know? Yes. Yeah. Or they like, they have really, they have enough subs for a few months, but then they backslide a little bit and then they freak out and people don't want to hang out in their stream anymore because the vibe has completely changed. And so they backslide a little bit more and then they backslide all the way into like oblivion. And yeah. they're at the point where they're like, well, crap, I guess I go back to nine to five job. And they have these crazy fears of failure. Mm -hmm. Like they're so, and then they turn around on themselves. If I was better, if I was good enough, if I was more attractive, if I was funnier, then more people would have been in my stream. Yeah. And ultimately, this is a character flaw of mine that I wasn't able to attract people to me when like, it's not the case. It's literally just a case of marketing, differentiating your brands. Like these are all things that you can learn. It's not, you're not succeeding because you're a bad person. There's something broken in you or you're not interesting enough. Yeah. You're not succeeding because you don't know enough about business strategy to get yourself to where you want to be. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly. all it is. It's like and going yet, from hopeful to strategic like being smart yeah. about it yes you know? yeah like being intentional that's yeah. what it is it's being intentional and not just like waiting for the day when the viewers come waiting for the day when a big host gets dropped on you or waiting for the day when someone really generous just happens to stop by your stream and turns you into a full-time streamer but you still know nothing like my situation <laughs> and then the whole time you have these like negative people who are just hoping for your your um your failure because yeah. you and I don't I, I even think like a lot of the people who backslide um I think they do stand for things oftentimes sometimes they don't and there's this level of like oh <laughs> man this is why people say when you have haters you're doing something right which I like that statement alone makes me kind of frustrated because I hate that people are just allowed to hate on you. But people who truly don't have haters, they've got trolls. Like that's a sign I think that you need to find a problem that you want to solve or something that you want to stand for or something that you want to mean to people because yeah. you need to have, you do need to have those dissenters, the people who are like, no, I don't agree with that because they're going to help other people clarify who you are and what you stand for, which is going to attract more people to you. Sure. Um, but and it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it makes me, it makes me very sad that there are so many people who would be great, great, great at having their own just online content ecosystem. And they have these big ideas and they're creative and they're, they're passionate and like they have this massive dream and they just want to achieve it so bad. They just want the time and the information that they need to achieve the thing, but they, they just can't get there because they don't have access to that stuff. Mm. And then See, they have to go backwards. Gosh, man, that's like, Sucks. that's the same kind of passion like that we have at hard support. And like, we, you know, we want to see better people like, work on their mental health, like, and be honest yeah. and like live, live a healthy life and stuff. And it's like, really the tools are there. I mean, the tools are there. Like there is a community of people who care about you. You don't have to go through this stuff alone. Like it's okay. 
you know, and, this, and the same yeah. thing, like, and it, and it mixes with the creative thing. Cause like one of my favorite things, I say this all the time is like, one of my favorite things is seeing people have a dream and especially a creative dream and then go after it and like be successful. You know, I love helping people do that. I love encouraging that. I love seeing my friends do that. My wife do that. Like, man, it just pumps me up because that's like expressing yourself to the world and being known by the world and like, just ha like making your place. It's so cool. And like, I, I totally feel that because it's like, man, you see somebody with so much potential and they're just getting owned by like the littlest things that, that yes. like they could tweak. And it's like, just take some time and tweak it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what's so funny is like, people often think that their problems are strategic. They think like, oh, if I just know this strategy to get more viewers, or if I just find this golden nugget of wisdom that's in all these hundreds of YouTube videos that I've watched, then I'll finally find it. The switch will flip and I'll be able to accomplish the thing that I want. Yeah. But oftentimes the, the thing that is actually holding us back isn't external, it's internal. Yeah. It's the way that we view ourselves. It's a belief that we have in ourselves. It's the ways that we overcome negativity. It's the voices that we listen to. It's so many internal thought processes and, and behaviors as a result of those thought processes that actually hold us back. It's not lacking a strategy or not knowing what to do. Like people have intuition and we have enough base knowledge at this point to know, like, I should probably be on YouTube. I should probably not be streaming seven days a week. Like we know these things. People often know what's going to get them to the next level, but they hold themselves back because they're afraid of it or they don't think that they're allowed to be that person at that next level yeah. or you know, all those what, internal What do you blockages. see, like, what do you see that holds people back most often, would you say? Like, mm. when it comes to those kind of factors? Ooh, this is such a good question, Casey. Oh, my God. Wow. I learned from watching mom. Ooh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's probably, I've got to say it's, it's fear. It's mm. that idea that, like, what are other people going to think when I actually start walking my truth and doing the things that I have to do in order to become the next version of myself? Like a lot of times, and I think this is really natural for the streaming industry too, because a lot of people that are drawn to this, they care a lot about status. They mm. care a lot about how many people uh, they're surrounded by. And that can be because, you know, like they truly want to help people and they want to make people feel better, but they also can be driven by status because they believe that having more people around them makes them more worthy of a person. Mm. And so with someone who's super driven by status, um, you, it, I think it's very natural to want, um, more viewership numbers and to want people to really love everything that you do. Yeah. And so if you do something that kind of pushes you outside of that comfort zone and you're like, I don't know if people are going to like this. I don't know how, what they're going to think of me whenever I start doing this. I don't know if this is like, how is this going to shift everyone's perception of me? Um, and I think a lot of people hold themselves back because the types of people who are, of course, brought or who are attracted um, to streaming 
And also because it is a very scary thing to be in an industry where public opinion of you kind of rules your your life, yeah. essentially. Like how likable you are will determine how many viewers you get, will determine how long you stay relevant, like will determine um, whether or not you have to deal with people bringing up a, a specific mistake that you made over and over and over again, like the Pokemon stuff mm. recently, like somebody coming and I don't even like to say his name, but somebody coming out and saying like Pokemon two out of 10 and like rating her on her looks. And then other people defending that someone should be allowed to say that because a year and a half ago, she asked someone to take down a YouTube video that she, that, that was really mentally damaging for her. Mm. It's like, she has to live with that mark on her record every single day. There will always be people who are talking crap about her every single day for that. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's like this idea that it's so scary to put yourself in a, a different position um, because you care so much about what other people think. And you're also comfortable with the problems that you have now, because sure. when you start evolving, Ooh, your one. problems change and yep. you get really uncomfortable because you're dealing with totally different things now. And we don't want to be uncomfortable. We want to feel safe. We want to feel loved. We want to feel cared for. Yeah. But unfortunately, if we just lie inside of that comfort always, and we never do the things that make us uncomfortable, make us afraid, challenge our views, like, force us to grow and become better people, then we're going to stay stagnant our entire lives. And the the growth that we have is going to be an illusion. If we truly want to grow as people and bring more innovation to the spaces that we love and help the spaces that we love grow and, and flourish, then we have to step outside of that comfort zone, even though our monkey brain tells us, no, stay safe, stay comfortable, hide under the blanket. Yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, there are so many things that just hold you back. Like when it comes to that, that comfort, like, I think that's such a, such an important point. Um, you know, and we, like I said, we see this a lot with like mental health stuff too, is, is you find yourself comfortable where you're at, even if it's not ideal, even if it's not where you like, because you're used to those problems, you're used to it. Right. Like, yeah. You're like, okay, I can at least sort of survive here. Whereas if you do something innovative, you do something that is a little bit different, a little bit out of the box, then you're going to be dealing with problems you've never known before. Like you've, you know, you're, you're walking out in the desert and all of a sudden there's some huge eagle coming to get you. And you're like, I've never dealt with eagles before. What do I do? <laughs> right. Desert eagles. It's like, Sand not the gun. Attack. It's different. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> oh, so <laughs> it's, good. And so, man, like that, I think that's one of the scariest things is being afraid of, okay, what if nobody likes me? And then what if they do like me and I still don't know what I'm doing? You know, what, what if, what if everybody comes out and figures out that I'm, I'm big fake. It's just, man, yeah. that like, that's so in the way of growth rather than, you know, like, like what you were saying, like, okay, I got to find this one tip on this YouTube video um, to grow my stream and to be a more confident person and all of that stuff. Like right. that stuff's important, but what's really, I, I feel like holding a lot of us back is, is fear, you know, and that, that desire to be liked, the desire to be accepted in a platform that's kind of based on being liked and accepted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just because exactly. some people don't accept you doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. 
In fact, sometimes yeah. like it might mean that you're innovating. I think that's a great point. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is like we truly need more innovation. There are mm. so many problems that exist in the world. Once you start to see like just all of the the struggles that people are going through and like the way that that certain people are living and the the things that they don't have access to and the respect that they don't get and all of this these problems it's like we need people to solve those yeah. but you can't create a solution to a problem by just doing the same thing um, the same actions and behaviors that contributed to the problem or made the problem in the first place or even just at least allowed the problem to exist like if you want to get rid of problems you have to try different solutions that's the reason that there's still a problem is because no one has come up with the right solution for it yet and so we have to be braver and we have to stop listening to the things we have to stop listening to other people's comfort zones Mm. that's what it is like we hold ourselves back because someone else's comfort zone says no you can't coach streamers like that that doesn't make any sense because if you could then that would mean that all of the people who have all like who have grown as a streamer have had a coach too you can't do that because that would mean like if there are are random people out there that have three viewers now, like they should be able to get as big as Kit Boga. Like there's all these, these weird like responsibilities that they put on it for some reason. And it just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And if we listen to the comfort zone that all of these other people are saying that we should live inside of, because they're speaking from their own perspective and their own view on the world, then we're never going to get like, we're never going to get a coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're just going to inject hydrochlor whatever. We're never going to get just like equal rights for people. We're never going to get any of the things that we truly, truly need in the world. All the solutions to the problems, they're not going to come from us listening to what other people think like, oh, we can't do that. Placing the limitations on ourselves because of what other people say is just, it's just useless. It's pointless. Yeah, man. Great, great point. I think that's, that's one of the things that I, I really appreciate about um, the, the, the content and the insight that you bring. Ashney is you, you always relate things back to bigger life, you know, cause that's really what <laughs> anybody's doing with content, with, with streaming with YouTube is, you know, it's a slice of real life. You know, mm-hmm. it's a flavor of, you know, who you are and what, how you see the world, how you see yourself. And I think that's so important because it's foundational, right? It's foundational, um, to know who you are, why you matter and you know, what you're contributing to this world and, you know, pushing past that fear, getting out of that comfort zone. Um, man, it's, it's just so inspiring and I, I really appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why I like heart support and what y'all are doing too, is because I, I would be a horrible coach course creator, like program maker. If I didn't, know and also acknowledge that like the internal state of everyone Mm -hmm. i mean that's truly where 
success comes from. Exactly. I can teach strategies all day, but if someone doesn't believe in themselves or feel confident in themselves or think that they like, I don't know if they can't view themselves as a person who is deserving of the life that they want to live, then they're never ever in a million years going to get there. They have to believe that it's achievable in order to, to do it. And that's what heart support does is like you help y'all get their mental space right. <laughs> and it's the most important part of achieving the life that you really want for yourself. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. We think so too. That's really cool. Um, Okay. So two, two more things before I let you go. Um, the first is if you had one piece of action, one, one thing that maybe somebody, somebody could do, uh, to make better content, to feel, feel better about their content, feel better about themselves. Like it one, one action step for somebody, um, who might be listening to this and going like, gosh, I just feel like I don't even know what to do. I feel like I'm trapped in my comfort zone. I feel like I just, you know, can't, can't for some reason crack the code to growing into who I want to be and where I want to be. Um, what would you say? That's really good. So I'm going to give one that also helps with imposter syndrome. Um, this is super useful for everyone and is helpful whether you have tons of people watching you or almost no people watching you, whatever it is, um, it's called success stacking. So it's you literally keeping track of what are all of your major successes. And you can put this in like a Google Doc, for example. So you list out every time that you were like, wow, yes, that was a big success. So this might be um, starting your first stream just getting started. The next thing would be like, oh, I hit 100 followers. Awesome. The next thing would be maybe you got 10 average viewers. The next thing is I started my YouTube channel. The next thing is I took Stream Coach Academy and I learned a lot more about everything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the next thing is I got involved in heart support. Um, and the, the idea of this is you use this success stack to compare yourself where you are now to the things that you've done in the past. Um, and that's a way that you can have accurate comparison. And you're kind of like, you create this competition among yourself. Like, whoa, I see that I, I achieved a lot of things very quickly in the beginning of this year, but it seems like things are going a little bit slower now. Is it because I'm not trying as hard? Like, is my, is something wrong with the direction that I'm going, whatever it is, but you can use that as a tool to compare yourself to yourself instead of what most people do, which is they compare themselves to other people. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so we constantly compare ourselves to like people who are miles ahead of us or people who started after us and blew it faster. And we view their, their success as like our lack of success or our, you know, just, I mean, I guess just failure. Um, so it's a, it's a more healthy way of comparison mm. than just looking at other people. Man. That's so great. Cause man, you can fall into that trap of other people and who are in completely different contexts than you completely yeah. different life, completely different, everything. 
and you know, you're treating yourself as like, okay, well, I should have the same things that they have, even though they're yes. five years <laughs> older than me and had a completely different upbringing and yes. have been doing this twice as long as I have and are naturally talented in this way. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, you're well, like, maybe I should change my entire life to look like theirs because <laughs> they look so happy. They must be doing something right. Yeah. We Meanwhile, that person thinks that they're a piece of crap and everybody's after them, you know? And yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> Oh, that's so accurate. Yeah. yeah. Especially on social media. I mean, this is a, an industry that's so, it's so social media oriented that it's impossible to not compare yourself to other people. But I think learning how to, to shift that and compare yourself to yourself and stack that success and help yourself see all of the work that you've done over the time period that you've done it. I mean, that helps combat imposter syndrome it helps combat comparison yeah. it helps you feel better about yourself because you see like really actual things that you have achieved it's not just things that would be nice it's not just goals it's like here's my accomplishments yeah yeah man. it's good is good that's so good you're so good oh thank you okay oh. so la last thing and then i'm letting you go all right Okay. I know that you have a lot of you. I know that you think about your life and what you want to do and how you want to help people and, and um, development and everything quite, quite often. And so I want to know what, what are you doing and what, what's your plan? Like what's next for you and, and who's the, <laughs> what kind of person do you want to be? This is like, this is one of my, favorite questions. Um, also it just started storming here. So if my power goes out, if I just drop off of this call randomly, that's, I mean, my power just went out. So sounds good. Um, yeah. So what I really want to do is I love my business. I love stream coach, but I want it to evolve. Like my, my way that I see the world right now is so different from the way that I viewed it even a year ago. And mm -hmm. so as my vision has kind of evolved of how I want to change the world and what problem I really want to solve, I want my company to keep up with that. And so the, the big focus for me for, I think the next year is going to be shifting from, Hey, we just like, we help you grow your stream to yes, we help you grow your stream, but we help you create a content ecosystem and also build stable business model around all of that content. That's not going to rely on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, yeah. any platform that can just be ripped away from you. So it's going to be helping you become more independent and more stable and more, um, just more of a self-actualized content creator because that's the thing that I'm really pr passionate about. That's the, the problem that I'm really just, I'm like itching to solve is there's so many businesses out there that are like, we help streamers monetize, but like they get, I don't know, a hundred dollars a month, unless they have massive scale already, which if they have massive scale already, which means a ton of viewers, yeah, they are probably already have like, <laughs> yeah. they don't necessarily need that, that tool. Right. So how do we help someone who, if they've got five people watching or 10 people watching, how do we help them be financially stable? Sure. How do we, how do we free up people's time to, to be able to focus on living the exact life that they want to live? Um, 
And there's a few like there's different ways that we're testing out doing that. But that's that's next level for me is is getting Stream Coach to its full 2.0 version um, and then just really having like sequences and processes in place that are so super stable and efficient that everything is is easy um because man i i know the kind of lifestyle that i want to live like i want freedom i want freedom of time i don't want to feel like tied down to having to accomplish specific things all the time i want to be able to take days off whenever i want i want to be able to travel whenever i want i want to be able to to have a comfortable home like i just bought a freaking couch i live in this house without a freaking couch for like <laughs> for over a year wow i i've i don't know i i know what it's like to not be able to to eat to not be able to take care of your family mm-hmm. to live in a home that is not safe to feel like your opinion doesn't matter to people to feel completely unheard, to feel like you're just destined to live that life forever. And I want to help more people find their way out of that. Like I found my own way out of that. So whatever that looks like, I think, you know, that's going to right now, that's going to take the form of stream coach. Maybe in the future, it gets way bigger. Maybe the future after that, it probably gets way bigger. Like I definitely want to think what is the biggest, most scariest, most, fear-inducing thing that I could possibly create in the world. And I, the thing is, I just, I don't know what that really looks like yet. Sure. That's the thing that I'm working on too. But for now it's like, it's stream coach. That's exciting though, man. That's like, that's the, you're on the path towards it. And Mm -hmm. I know if, if anybody can do it, it's you. Huge thanks to Ashney for coming on the show, man. Guys, make sure to go and check out her book. Check out her stream coach program, especially give her a follow on YouTube because she posts some awesome stuff there. And that does it for today. Come hang out with me during the week. Twitch.tv slash heart support. See you later.